do you need a double clap? No, no, we're good to go, yeah. Okay, we're rocking. Okay, before I introduce our guest today, let's address the elephants in the room. And that's not a stab at you guys being overweight or obese. Who's in the room today? Manifest Just it. don't fuck up, man. <laughs> Armand. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. And to my right, camera left. Not yet you're not, but I kind of want to call you the female Mark Cuban. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> there are very... So my mom is her own boss. Mm -hmm. And so very infrequently, I meet girls our age who are like all about the fucking business. Mm-hmm. And those are great qualities to have. And so on my right, I have Julie Russell of Fangirl Fantasy. Yes. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. That's a lot of pressure that you just... I went into host mode out of nowhere. This is Hollywood, the entertainment business. What an introduction. Um, can you give a quick synopsis of who you are and what you do? Yeah, I am Julie Russell. I am originally from Boston, Mass. And I live out here in Los Angeles now. And... I am the founder, CEO of Fangirl Fantasy, which is an events company that focuses on pop culture and fangirls. Um, it's a safe space for fans to go and listen to music that, you know, if you go to a normal club or something that you're probably not going to hear. It's like the music that when you put on your Spotify or go on a road trip with your girlfriends, like this is what you're going to be listening to. Um, yeah, so that's one part of my life. And then I am also a day-to-day -day to um, some TikTok influencers out here in LA. Hustler. Two full-time jobs and running her own company. How many young ladies are ages you know do that? Do you know any others? I mean, in LA, yeah, probably. I mean, it's a different... I'm super fortunate that the balance that I have, that I've or learned to have, and the clients... And earned. Yeah, that I've, like, you know, worked really hard to get. Um, I think two years ago, if you said this, I'd be, like, pulling my hair out and be like, I, it's not that fun, <laughs> you know, to be doing both of it. But now I'm in a place where I love both of them and I get to focus on both of them and have that balance of knowing, okay, I need to focus on this part of the job today. Like, this is one, two, three, and then this, you know, the, you know, the twins who are two of my clients are neat, really need me. It's like, I got to figure that I got to put fangirl on the back burner or whatever, so I've definitely, I'm in a position where now, like, I have my routine. I know, like, what needs to happen next and, you know, all that. Like, after this, I, like, I have a call right away, you know, to be on with them. But I'm super fortunate that, like, I run my own schedule. I know their schedule. So I can, like, work everything around so it fits in with me, you know, so that it fits in that I can do all of it. Um, where, you know, some people are doing their side hustle of going to a nine to five, sitting in an office and, like, Maybe they're trying to, you know, do an Etsy shop or they're, you know, there's these women on TikTok that are, you know, doing these really cool different business, but they have, like, they have to work a nine to five. Like, they can't do both. So they're doing nine to five and then going to work, you know, six to 10 or six to midnight, get up, go back to their nine to five. Like, I'm super fortunate that my schedule allows me to, like, do both during normal business hours. But you carve that for yourself. Yeah, that's what that's I'm for. I'm in like a really good position that I get to do that, that my jobs aren't like you need to be in an office like 
oh my god, you're on the phone for like your side business. I was like, just gonna you say to... you just need to be on your phone twenty four seven. Twenty four seven. Yeah. What's that screen time looking like? Oh god, it's so bad. It's like you're down twenty minutes since last week. It's like twenty seven hour. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but it's like you're on your phone. Twenty seven hours isn't that bad, I guess. Right? No, well, a day. four hours a day. No, it, it's like nineteen hours a day. No. Yeah. Like I literally like my best friend JD who travels with me and everything. He's like. There's, like, times where I'm, like, in my sleep and I, like, pick up my phone and, like, answer it or... And I just, like, don't even realize it. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh, yeah. So, like, the only time you're off my... your phone is when you're sleeping. Yeah. But even then, you're having dreams about that iPhone. Yeah. Oh, my God. I just... It's just, it's just my lifeline. It, but Do you like, feel, like, overstimulated? Sometimes. I mean, like, there's, like, TikTok is also part of my job to make sure, like, you know, I'm... Like, every morning I wake up, I check what the, like, Aisha, Azra, Nate posted to make sure, like, you know, just see where they're at. Like, what did they, like, even when I leave, like, what did they do last night? Or, um, you know, did that brand deal perform well? And so, like, that's the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning. And then I check, like, my fangirl socials. And, okay, what do I need to post? Like, what didn't perform well? This, this, and that. And then. Do you create the content yourself? On fangirl? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so like but we, for the TikTokers, they're editing their own stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're the creative geniuses beside, behind like everything that they do. Um, so it's like, yeah, being on social media is a part of my job. And like in the pop culture world, like I need to make sure I'm like, if we're throwing these events, like what's going on and, you know, relatable to the con like you guys wouldn't put it, but like there's like Liam Payne drama with like One Direction that happened yesterday and like this whole blowout. So it's like, I need to make sure like our content that we're posting it's kind it's of relevant. like, yeah, towards what is going on and, you know, like even like. How do you assess that? You go on like Twitter trends or. Yeah, but I also it's I'm a fan of this stuff. So it's popping up on my For You page or I like it was like uh, like Liam was on the Logan Paul podcast. So it's like I was listening to that anyways to see what Liam had to say because Liam doesn't really do podcasts. So it's like, all right, this is interesting. So it's like that stuff in my timeline on Twitter. It's like all my like that's what we that's what we like. Like, mm -hmm. so it's like it's just so natural for me to know what's going on but you do need to like if i wasn't on social media like i wouldn't have known that happened you said you could put fangirl on the back burner there's no way with the momentum you have right now that you could do that right no no definitely not now but like when, when it was started. starting and during covid so during covid like obviously we weren't doing events so i had a podcast to make sure like people still knew what i was doing and having guests on and this and this and that and i had killing listen to an episode with me Oh, no, which one? The one where your friend inter interviewed you. Okay, Corinne, yeah. What do you think? That was like your childhood friend. That was smart. Yeah. Because well, like two besties talking about it. Yeah, and like out of anyone, she's like seen the hustle and seen like what I've been doing. So like it was easy where like mm -hmm. if you just, and I like didn't want to just sit there and talk about myself. Yeah. So um, yeah, so I did like a podcast and then I haven't done the podcast since like the events have come out because I literally do not have the time to do it. Um, I had a producer. I had someone that edited all of it. Like, I had, like, a whole, like, podcast team that, like, did it all for me. But I still, like, finding that time to sit and get the guests. And I don't really want to be a podcaster. I do mm -hmm. think it is a great, like, I don't know. I do I don't think either. it was No, but I do think for for the company, like, I if I had the time, do you think I should be doing it? Yes. Um, because I also want to give these women in, in men in the entertainment industry that were fangirls, that were fanboys, like, a voice. And to, like, for everyone to tell their story. Um, because the, the alley that, you know, like the lane that we're in, like, it's not really, people kind of look down, like not look down on it, but like, when you think of fangirl is you think of girls outside screaming outside One Direction's hotel, like that's not what a fangirl is. You know, fangirl is the ones that are making sure Harry Styles album is number one, making sure that his merch and that these 15 MSG shows and these 15 forum shows are selling out. 
like that's what a fangirl is it's just someone that loves and supports and it's like you turn that but you've also wrapped a community into a profession yeah. yeah and that the fact that like that was me for the jonas brothers like and look at me like i'm doing okay like i people still look at me as a professional like people don't look down on me it's just kind of how did that transition happen so i think trying to give these younger girls that are trying to make it into the industry like something to listen to and different stories and different jobs that there actually are so i do think i don't know i'm like i'm like convincing myself to do the podcast again <laughs> just get it's, a producer hire somebody yeah no i know i did i hire had kyle he needs help perfect <laughs> we, and we've already bonded <laughs> conflict of interest though conflict yeah of yeah interest. <laughs> yeah i don't know he might tell them my secrets <laughs> um so when you were growing up you were like a heavy nick jonas fan oh yeah so that was your introduction into the world was nick jonas that how old are you i'm 28 okay i'm 26 so that you must have been what eighth grade when the jonas brothers is like when, seventh when they grade. were big yeah, yeah seventh eighth grade um my first concert was Aaron Carter in second grade. So it's like I was always in that like. That's how I beat Shaq. Literally. The, but like I had Aaron Carter posters on my wall when I was like in second and third grade. Like that pop world of music and even just like TV shows. Like I get so invested in anything that's like in. Like I watched One Tree Hill. I watched The Gossip Girl. I watch, you know, like all those super pop culture shows that like were in, you know, that like have a diehard fandom. So with the music, like. Yeah, I was a Disney Channel girl. Like, you know, the Jonas Brothers, Demi, Miley, Selena, Selena, like all those shows. But yeah, the Jonas Brothers were just that our generation and that band for me. Um, Can I ask you an aside question real quick? That's irrelevant. I'm in contact right now with the mom from Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Oh, Carrie, 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 Carrie. Yeah. She wants to do an episode, but it's on Zoom. I'm like, yo, Zoom's kind of buns. Would you guys take the episode on Zoom? Would that would that be worthwhile? She was awesome. She's always like spunky, you know. Yeah, no, she's fun. And she's always she's like, I'm having troubles with men, and they'd be yeah, like, Come yeah. on, mom, we don't yeah. want to hear that. And she's the singer, um, I think during COVID, everyone just kind of realized that like it's so easy now to just do shit over Zoom. That like if they don't have to go somewhere, exactly, they're not gonna go somewhere. So like for her to like sit down for thirty minutes on her Zoom, like I think she was just gonna be like, I'll do it for you, but like I'm not gonna, I'm not leaving my house. Smart woman. Continue though. Tell me about your eighth grade experience with Jonas Brothers. Um. Yeah. I mean, I was just like going to all the concerts, and you know, I've been on Twitter since two thousand nine, and like I started a Twitter because of the Jonas Brothers. Like. I was on all those fan chats and, you know, like, everything and creating a community and then just going to these, sh- like, we didn't just, like, go to the shows, but, like, we left our house at 6 a.m. to, like, camp out to make sure that we were, like, front row. Um, we'd find, like, where their hotel, like, we did, I did all of it, like, where their hotels were, like, they're on the Today Show, they're in Good Morning America, I'd hop on a mega bus with, like, seven other girls from Boston. Did you ever take the Fung Wah bus? Hell no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. No, you guys we familiar were, with the Fung Wah bus? We were no, <laughs> out of Chinatown. Yeah. It, oh, it, would, like, it would like sometimes smoke. Like you'd like see it on the Mass Pike. You're like, oh, they're no, not they gonna... allowed chickens to run around on the bus. You're like, oh, they're not going to make it to New York City. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we were mega bus gals. Um, and it, but it was like 20 bucks, you know, or like 40 bucks round trip for, you know, you, and we'd go for the day, day and a half. We'd leave at like midnight to get there at 4 a.m. because that's when like the Today Show like started to camp out or we'd get, leave a little earlier to get there by like 2 a.m. Um, we'd camp out for the Today Show and then like we just be, met all these other fans from New York. Like, okay, those are the New York girls that we see like 
always get to meet Nick and Joe and Kevin when they're in the city because that's where they lived. Like, and then we're the Boston crew that came, you know, it was mm-hmm. like kind of like, then like you just become so close with them because we're camping out. It's like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom when I come with, you know, like just like girl and like we're all just so excited. Um, and yeah. And I mean, the day the Jonas Brothers broke up, they announced it. They were going to be on. What was the day? In October. It was the day that the Red Sox were in the World Series and Obama was in town. The so day like, of reckoning. And so, and then we were on Megabus back from the mess. It took us hours to get back to Boston because of that. Like, I'll never forget it. Red Sox in the World Series and Obama in town. That was in 2013. And, like, the day before, like, they announced it. They're going to be on Good Morning America. It's like, and, like, they had, a, we hadn't, like, they hadn't been really doing too much. They were, like, on a tour, but it kind of flopped, like, all this stuff. And so, like, our group chat just, like, blew up. We're like, we have to go. And we literally booked the first bus, camped out. And, like, if you look up that, like, if you look up the breakup and I'm coming outside after, I'm right there in the barricade with, like, 10, 15 of my friends. Really? Mm-hmm. And All like, Bill Rickard girls? No, uh, Ch- my friend Heather. She's from Chumsford. Um, no, like, I didn't really, none of my friends, like, that I, like, grew up with, like, my good friends were, like, really in it. Like it was so like, these were just girls you had met at events yeah, and stuff. Like, wow. Yeah, just like that's my, weird for Massachusetts to have like friends growing up from other towns like yeah, that. Yeah, so like my I met this girl, this girl, she's my best friend now, Heather, and she we like are outside Joe's hotel in Boston, and we we're like talking on Twitter before, and it just turns out she's from Trumpsworth. So then like after that we realized like we literally live ten minutes from each other, so we just hang out all the time after that. And to that she lives out here now to this day. She's my best friend. Really? Mm-hmm. She worked at the radio like after like I was working in radio, she was looking for a job in entertainment. I, like, introduced her to my boss. She came at the radio. Like, yeah, she's, like, my best friend. But it just got, it happened because of the Jones Brothers. But we, yeah, there's so many stories like that. And, like, I have a couple interns, my assistant, and that they're always, like, oh, my God, you got to meet blah, blah, blah. And it's just, like, they're friends. Or, hey, they're texting, like, Liv and Lindsay are both. Fr- uh, Lindsay's in Connecticut and lives in Mass. But Lindsay always comes up to, like, Boston shows. And they're, like, hanging out in line together. And it's just, yeah, it's just, I mean, my assistant Liv she's been with me since the beginning of fangirl she um she's like just she's following Halsey's tour right now and I just love it so much so Halsey's considered like fangirl of the current day <laughs> yeah Halsey has a diehard she has a really diehard fan base and that's the thing is like you think of fangirl you think of just like the Jones Brothers or One Direction or hair you know it's like no like Halsey's fans they go to like four or five shows a tour I'll tell you something crazy I was outside um in 2018, I was outside the Middle East, mm-hmm. and I was throwing shows in the basement. Was it Halsey? It wasn't. Um, she's, it, you she's know, she's in the, you know how the Sony is above, and it's like mm-hmm. 300 people. There were like maybe 60 girls there, like screaming these songs. And I walked by, I'm like, "Who is this?" And like, they had like cow costumes on and like really eclectic makeup. And so I looked, and it was Doja Cat. This is like 2018. Wow. You remember she had that Moo song? Yeah. And so I remember seeing her fans be like, loved she, she her. She played at Sonia? It was at Sonia. That's awesome. I love that. And it wasn't even close to being sold out. Mm-hmm. But I remember thinking, okay, like, these girls love her. Mm-hmm. That's how, like, these artists grow mostly, yeah. right? Starts Def- really small and then. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, I was going to say Halsey because my friend Heather is, like, Halsey, number one stan, like, loves her. And she called me, I want to say, like, 2016 I might be wrong and she's like hey like I know you're not really into her I've heard a couple of her songs because of Heather like in the car and stuff like that she's like Halsey's playing at Northeastern at like the Starbucks want to come and I was like yeah of course I have nothing else to do and I knew she really wanted to go and she needed someone 
we there was literally probably 20 of us 25 of us in the room in northeastern at this starbucks that's wild because you had to be a student there to go but she like knew someone that like got her tickets or stuff like that and yeah and it was just literally in a starbucks yeah yeah it was like the coffee shop at the school oh my god and then that weekend she played the middle east downstairs and it was like sold out really but it's still like even but even playing the middle east downstairs as halsey and now she's like doing like the xfinity tours and he's outdoor and it's just crazy to see but well, everyone's been through there like post malona show that had like 100 people at it uh the right middle east right before white iverson went gez i saw black bear there Eminem. like yeah everyone yeah it's really cool um but it's like yeah but halsey is i think also like in regards to like fans it's like she's really good at keeping her fans if that makes sense like even as she grows as her music is getting more much i mean she's always had really mature music but she's like keeps her fans and she like is very engaging with them on social her meet and greets um just based on what i like you know what my friends and stuff say that she's i don't know she, her fans are like in it for the long haul. die hard yeah but that's what you need you need the ones that are gonna buy the tickets like well i think that's why your business is so smart because it plays on nostalgia mm-hmm. it takes people it's like a portal back into like all the memories you're talking about i think that's why a lot of people like the jack harlow song because yeah. of the Fergie sample. Because, yeah. like, people in our generation are like, oh, my God, I remember when that song was huge. Yeah, and then now, like, Glamorous is, like, streaming like crazy on Spotify because all these, like, younger kids are like, what song is this? And I'm now sure. they're going back to stream, which is pretty cool. But was that was that calculated? You're like, all right, like, did you know it was going to work? What? Fangirl? Yeah. No. Um, but you knew you were good. You knew you were a hustler. Um, I came up with the idea. It was, like, the end of 2018, and it was just, like, sitting and brewing and i like didn't really say anything to anyone i was just like like what would it do you know like what kind of and then my best friend jd who's the dj now and my like best friend tone we're all like i was in radio in boston so it's like i'm again super fortunate that i was like already plugged in so like i kind of brought the idea to them and then like some of my friends are also at the station um like eric and heather and i was like okay this is my idea like what do you think if i like and they're like Eric and Heather, like my friends that like love that music, like well, we'll go and like, so like we go, like we would go if it wasn't you. So if it's like if you we would go, then probably other people, you know, like kind of. And then I brought it to Tone and JD, and I was like, what do you guys think? And like we trust, like it's not our music, but we trust you if like you think. And so um, my friend Rico, who's another DJ out in Boston, he like helped me get a venue because there's this. Like, Where was the first one? Oh, I don't want to give them clout because I hate them. God. They screwed me. No, they screwed me. It's like I've learned I feel a lot like of lessons. Screwed you. I've learned because I've learned a lot Just of pulling lessons. Pulling knives out of your back. I've learned. Ah. It's learned lessons like throughout it and like what to do, what not to do. It's like I guess just as a business owner, but it was at two twenty two, um, which is across from the garden. Yeah, yeah. And they, they were like new, and so Rico was like, they need help bringing people in. So it's like if you can bring people in, it's like the perfect, you know. And so then my marketing side of it, like after I planned it on my birthday, because it was a Saturday. So I'm like, one, if you're my friend and you're going to come out and like, usually when you, you know, let's go to a club, let's go to a bar. Like, okay, well, if I say my birthday party's here, all my friends are going to show up, Mm -hmm. even if they normally wouldn't come because whatever. So I'm like, my friends that would come because they want to come anyways. Now my friends that are going to come because it's my birthday. And then I also have the same birthday as my older brother plot twist three years apart so then he was like gonna support me and like doesn't care like where he goes for his birthday so then all his friends are gonna come so like in my head i was like all right we already have 50 people that like will show up you know like and make it look good like whatever so we just did like a generic like fangirl night where it's like 
Was that the name of the company at the time, too? Fangirl Fantasy, yeah. It hasn't changed. Um, and so it was just, like, Avril Lavigne, too. Aaron Carter, like, Selena Gomez. It was just, like, straight-up fangirl music, like, nostalgia. NSYNC, Backstreet Boys. And we had, like, 120 people show up, which I was like, hell yeah, like, sick. And my friend Tone DJed, and he is not into this music at all. He actually this uh, was like, if I turn a shade lighter of white... I blame you. <laughs> he's like, if I turn, it's just like white people music. Yeah. And so. What is he, Spanish? I is black. Okay. And he was just like, we were dying. I had to like teach him. He didn't even know who Aaron Carter was. It's like, Tone, you're killing me here. Um, <laughs> and so that was the first one. It was 120 people, which is like for me. I was yeah, like, Holy like when shit. you look back, you realize that's like a huge blessing that the first one was a hit, right? Cause, cause oh, I know. It gave you that little momentum. Oh, I know. The so then the next, that was in May. The next one we did June. And I planned it and I did like female pops and I planned it after the Ariana Grande concert that was at the garden across the street. So like you're going to go to the Ariana Grande concert, come here after a party. Um, same thing, like a hundred ish people, another like good night. And then the next one was in August and I planned after the Jonas Brothers concert at the garden. And are you working in radio this whole time? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was at the sports hub. Um, okay. 98.5. Yep. Yep. I was at the sports hub. I was on the promotions coordinator. So oh I was gosh. like running their events and stuff like that. Were you, were you ever receiving the calls coming into that place? No, no, no. Like David mar- Ortiz no, has no the- clue what he's doing. No, no, no. I was on the marketing <laughs> side. Um, and so, um, we did boy band night because after the Jonas Brothers and it was like the most tickets we sold and like had the most hype. We were like 300 tickets. How are you marketing? Social? Just social, yeah. And you already have that down. That's already implanted in your brain. Twitter since, like, sixth grade, so. Yeah, so I was like, hell yeah, like, so good. Like, I was at the concert, so I, like, this is, like, first time, like, I hired someone to, like, you know, I set it up before the concert because, like, the venue was empty. I made sure, like, you know, the photo booth, like, all the cool stuff was good. JD was DJing his first event there. He was, like, you know, he's, like, be there before me. I had my girl at the door. You know, I had, like, everything good so that I could just, like, leave the concert and come over. Um, because I was not missing the Jonas Brothers concert. Mm-hmm. And so, but I was like on like a high, I was like so excited, so nervous, like, you know, and they fucking double booked. So they gave us, they were like, you have an hour and then you guys are out. Where's this? At 222. Okay. You're tying it back into yes. step in the back. Yeah. And I was like, what do you, like, we've been promoting it. You guys have been promoting it. What do you mean? They like, kicked us out. It was, it was fucking horrible. And then they like brought in like they like literally are kicking JD off. And I literally looked at the guy that like the DJ before. I was like, how much are they paying you to be here? And it was like four hundred bucks or something like that. I was like, I'll give you eight hundred leave. Really? Like, and he was like, no. I was like, I will literally double. Like, go, go away. You're freaking out. Yeah. And so it was horrible. Like they caused a scene. Like the bar guy was like, kicking. I'm like, you guys now owe me. Like I need to give people refunds. Like because this is not what would it was horrible i learned so much from that but i also then was like it's fucking over fangirl like i have now a bad reputation you know like we got kicked out people stars get kicked out like bad you know it was just not what they came for you know because all of a sudden it was playing the jonas brothers and then drake comes on you know it mm-hmm. was just um so i kind of like reevaluate figure out what we we're doing and then it was like a blessing in disguise another venue reached out that needed some help and we did it in october at the point in faneuil hall and these are all at this time 21 plus venues that we were doing it and the point is two stories the capacity is like 350 almost 400 and i did just taylor swift night and we sold out three weeks in advance and so i was like oh shit like okay like i'm back we're good and then right before i did that one i announced a one direction five sauce night at the middle east downstairs 
and then we sold that out and that's 550 people in november so it's like on like a groove of like all right i got something here you know like i now also we're making money because before it was just julie russell money it was just all the money that like i'm putting into it you know i'm paying the dj like you know my mm-hmm. paying my friends like we're breaking like, i'm breaking even or, or losing money kind of thing but then like you know that taylor swift night and then the middle east night i'm like okay i have like fun money you know so i like could buy backdrops i could buy stuff for these events and then in january we got like booked like we did like a lady gaga beyonce night we did another taylor swift night on um like valentine's day we did lover night and then we went to new york for our first time and did it at the knitting factory in brooklyn and like fran from chicks in the office on barstool came and like it was just like great like awesome we're killing it and then COVID hit <laughs> so that was like the last week of february so then it was like we had no more it was and when do you shift out here i came so i was still at the radio station in boston and we got furloughed in march because there was, I, I ran all the events there's no events so i was just like chilling in boston and you know doing the podcast and all that stuff and um i think i got furloughed in september i mean i got furloughed in march i got laid off officially in september because you can only be furloughed for six months and i got a phone call like the end of october and was like hey i have this like position out here there's this new like tiktok house creator house that like i need like a project coordinator for like come out and i was like i don't really know if i'm gonna la yet you know like i it just going back and forth i'm like what else am i doing but like yeah, but now, you, now girl, you're but, like on the precipice of pop culture. Like. Yeah, but I was also like, f- like, like, if I go out to LA, can I still be fangirl? You know, I was like running everything through my mind. Like, am I going to get distracted? Like, but then it's like, we still had no idea when events were coming back. So like, there was no event still, you know, we were completely shut down. And so my friend was like, come out for two weeks. Just see if you like it. See the vibe. And I was already in this influencer space because I'm on a couple tours and stuff like that over the summer. I've done a couple of the conventions, social media. So like I was already super familiar with a lot of these big influencers. I just didn't know the house of influencers that, cause it was like the new generation. And so I went out there for two weeks and I just like never left. <laughs> you think- like I'd like fly home here and there to like, you know, like take a break or just kind of figure it out. And yeah, so I've been out here for almost two years. I fell in love. Yeah. It was just like a different. I was going to say are influencers today, like TikTokers today, are those like the fan who people are gonna fangirl yeah it's like a different like is it, are they like the jonas brothers of today kind of like not really like in a different i think there's like different fangirls i think there's the ones that love the digital and influencer space but then there's still the pop culture like music artists like there's like the k-pop fans are not coming into the influencer space is k-pop really big oh my god yes is it oh the biggest like bts BTS did like three nights at uh, SoFi. Sold out. They did Allegiant recently. Yeah, they're doing everything. They're the hey, biggest. Don't make me feel stupid. No, I mean, that's, but BTS <laughs> is the biggest artist right now. Really? Oh, yeah. K pop is the genre right now. Bigger than the Dropkick Murphys? <sighs> I think so. <laughs> I think they could, it might be tight with like okay. ticket sales, like who could sell more. But I had King Casey on the show. You know that, right? Yeah. Nice guy. Really <laughs> nice dude. Awesome. Let uh, me let me ask you a quick question. I have like two questions. One, growing up, were you a Webkins fan? I had Webkins, but why are you talking like the community that it is? I was gonna say that's like the like the junior fangirls, right? We're like Webkins and Club Penguin. 
Yeah, I had a couple, but like I wasn't like super. There was like I I had friends that were like in Webkins, like they were like starting like the houses and the like all of that. I was that. gonna say, is that how people like girls will graduate? They start on the Webkins and then like move up to no, Twilight it's, or. It's, See, it's, like, different. There's, like, different fangirls for everything. It's, like, interesting. Like, yeah, there's, like, that Twilight, Hunger Games, like, books. There's book fangirl, you know, that, like, love the books. To Nerd. The... I mean. You yeah. were never a book fangirl. No way. Oh, hell yeah. I watched every Twilight movie. I read all the books. I read really? all the Hunger Games. Hell yeah. Alexander Ludwig forever from the Hunger Games. He, mm-hmm. It was, like, Nick Jonas, Alexander Ludwig. He knows Wait, that. which one is Ludwig? He was only in the first one, Cato. He was the bad guy, but I just loved him. Wasn't, um, what's that dude's name? Josh what? Josh Hutcherson. Oh, yeah, Josh Hutcherson. But, like, speaking of that, I literally went to Good Morning America and met him three times when they were doing the promotions. On. Okay, I understand the. But there's just different. So, you Shia LaBeouf fan, too? Uh, not really. Okay. I mean, Maybe he's not. a little controversial. Okay. But there's, like, different fans and fandoms and fangirls for, like, every, for Pocket. everything. I mean, So, are you I, Team Jacob or Team Edward? Jacob forever. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You didn't like that emo boy. No, you not my vibe. Edward. Not my vibe. Honestly, give not me, my vibe either. Give me man. the. Give me the. He's just like Bell. <laughs> <sighs> I love you, but I can't touch you. <sighs> and Jacob's like Bell. I love you. God. Clearly, you're a Twilight fan. I did like the movies. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's like fandoms for everything. And it's so weird though. Twilight. Yeah. Then like Jacob like gets with the baby like imprinted. Blood. He imprinted. Imprinted. Mm-hmm. I saw someone said that. Wouldn't it be funny if Drake imprinted on Rihanna's baby? Okay. That, <laughs> that was a little inappropriate. <laughs> it's not. That just means they love them and they want to protect them. It doesn't mean anything inappropriate. It, it means a little bit different. It's like they wait until they like grow up and they're no. aged. No. Are you that's guys familiar? Anyway. <laughs> um, okay. Now, I think what would be valuable is if you kind of discuss like how you've grown as an entrepreneur since you started. Because, like, starting out, I think most entrepreneurs start out with, like, their base skills that they've been known for their whole life. Like, I've always been known as, like, social and, like, good at, like, bringing people together. And so that's kind of, like, what I've carried with me for the past, like, five, six years. But then you gain skills as they go on. What did you start with specifically outside of just your passion for fangirl? Um, I think I also, like, I could talk to a wall. <clears throat> I think I very much can fit into any room that I'm in. I, like, know my place where, you know... If I'm, like, if I'm in a room where I'm, like, supposed to be in there, if that makes sense, where it's, like, it's all my friends, like, my personality, like, I'm loud, I'm fun, like, I'm Julie, but then if I'm in a room where it's, like, I'm, like, the plus one or something like that, I, like, just kind of, like, I watch, and then I see, like, who I need to, like, okay, I can get along with that person, then I, like, go and find, like, I think I'm very much, I'm adaptable, so I can just, like, fit where I need to be or and you've also, always known that about yourself yeah but I also do my homework on everyone like if I know I'm going to a party like I'm like okay who's gonna be there or if I see or an event I'm like okay cool like this person does this like just so you know like in LA like it's all about ego so you gotta like you gotta give the ego a little bit of a like a massage it a yeah little bit. so like I just make sure that I just like educate myself because that isn't like that's not a it's not a skill that's just like an easy way to do I just I think that's what anyone should do it's just like you should always know who you're in the room with and it doesn't take much it's like it's not a skill it's not like oh my god that person's really good at photoshop it's like no that person just understood like what to do you know um so I, I also overdid that for a long time though too like I'd have people come up and I'd try to like study every little bit of them I think that can I be crippling study I don't study them but 
a little Twitter search, a little Google yeah, search. Yeah, just like, okay, cool. Like, I'll even say like the twin, like my twins do podcasts and they have guests on that I don't really know sometimes, but I always make sure like they might be showing up with their manager. They might be showing up with their agent to the podcast. So I like, you know, I search, even if I don't know the guest that well, like the guest, this and that, then like look at the manager, just like give me something like, oh, I saw you guys worked on that project. Cool. Like the twins. And even if it's not the twins, like Nate's really into that too, like a way to collab kind of thing. Like, one of them, like, the guy they just had on, like, he's a huge Suns fan, and the Suns lost the night before. I'm like, sick, cool, I'll bring up sports. Quick little convo started. Yeah, and stuff like that, and, like, I don't even, like, it's also so that my job is to make sure that everyone wants to work with the Twins and Nate, like, because whether they think there's something that the Twins and Nate can bring to them, but also because they want to be like, oh, well, we like Julie, so, like, let's figure out a way that, you know, we can Mm -hmm. do it, or she was really cool to, like, so, like, I just always want to make sure that I'm valuable in any way. And even it's just someone likes to have a conversation with me. And so I always just try to make it relatable. And I don't, I don't get offended. And I think this is if you don't know who I am, like I know who you are. Cause like, I think what you do is really cool. I think I respect what you're doing. Like I kind of want to do what you're doing or like, you know, like, but like if you walk in like, Oh, sorry, what's your name? Like, I don't cool. I don't care that you don't know who I, I don't know. Like I don't get offended by that kind of stuff. But Where are you weakest? Do you think as an entrepreneur right now? like what trust like trust and like (laughs) giving but like like hiring people to like take over like i like or like you need a game of thrones spinoff game why i've never watched game of thrones i I mean just like you don't trust anybody oh oh, yeah yeah like i don't know like i shouldn't be still like booking on my travel and shit and i like or like you know working on my excel sheets and everything like management yeah i think that's where i just like i need to like give up a little like hand over some stuff so that we can grow as a company but I just like, yeah, I just need to know what's happening at all time. And I think I'm a control, I'm a control freak. I will say that I'm a control freak. Nothing wrong with that. Sometimes I need to like, I know. think it's actually genetic with Irish people. <laughs> I'm so serious. I think OCD is totally genetic with Irish people. Like how many people in your family have that controlling nature? No, it's me. It's just you. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. When we had talked, when we met, you were kind of explaining like you, you kind of fell out of the sky. Like your parents work normal jobs and mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. I think that's a lot of people out here though. I think you just kind of find your passion. And I mean, I guess that's like with anything though, like, but there's think- usually a, some sort of thread. Like for instance, my dad was kind of in politics. Okay. So like kind of makes sense. You know what I'm saying? My mom was in sales. So it kind of makes sense. Yeah. No, I don't know. I think I just, I mean, I'm super lucky. Like my dad would like, he's dropped me off to plenty of Jonas Brothers concerts and like, they, of course, they'd be like, Julie, are we done with this yet? Like, how much money? Are you like, you know, because I'd work just, I would literally work just to make money to buy the tickets to go to concerts. Like, I was always at the Middle East. I was always here, you know, going to, like, these local shows. But then, like, spending $200 to go see the drums. Well, my dad's like, enough. Like, why do you have to go to New York this weekend to go see them? You know? But you were always working. Yeah, I, I paid for everything myself. I was working at Market Basket. I was coaching. Really? I, yeah, I worked at a dog groomer. I did everything. Like, Which Market Basket? Uh, in Billerica. Really? Yeah, I worked there for five years. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with what that is? It's like it's the a grocery l- store. It's like Ralph's. It no, but it's not. It's more for your dollar though, Market Basket. Oh my God, the deals <laughs> in that dollar. place, and it's got everything. Demulas, yep. Demulas, yeah. When COVID hit, I was trying to get him on, um, but his brother and him have like the same name. Right? Oh really? But I heard the CEO is is like really good to all the employees. Like he knows them all Dude, by those, name. Those bonuses were sick. <laughs> like what do you at mean? Christmas, we got like a Christmas bonus. You got an end of the year bonus. Oh my god, it was amazing. I like and I played I like worked there while in high school too, so Alright, Julie. Three, two, one, promo, go.
Okay, so next weekend we are in San Diego on the 10th, on the 11th we're in Sacramento, and then on the 12th we're in Berkeley, California. And then week after that we're in uh, Chicago and Detroit. Now, why should young ladies come to these shows? It is a fun and safe space. To... How many times have you given the pitch? Like, gazillion? I don't really know. I mean, I think it kind of, if you see it, like in video and stuff, it kind of speaks for itself. Um, it's just a fun, safe space to come with your friends, like a night out where you just, you know what you're getting. You know, mm -hmm. like, there's no like, sometimes you show up to a bar and you're like, oh, I didn't even know what music was going to be playing. And it's like shit you hate. It's like EDM or like whatever. And so here, you know exactly what you're going to get with all your girlfriends just have fun and yeah it's just gonna be a good time take a trip down memory lane okay you two any questions before we wrap this up i have his name is oakland and he is a pit lab hound mix he's a little mutt i have him right here i was gonna ask about the tattoo yeah that's my buddy literally looks exactly like the dog you'll see the dog in the car it looks exactly <laughs> like it where did you get that out here no um in new hampshire actually it was um are you drunk no no it was Hampton beach no it was <laughs> we were just like at dinner it was the only place that was still like i called like 18 different places I was, like, no one you just like really you have it in your head and you it's, gotta like, do it now or never that was kind of the situation i just got my appointment for my first tattoo oh wow ellie will do that to you man everyone out here has got tattoos and dogs yeah everybody mm -hmm. i'm getting the deer right here a deer the deer oh we are on golden deer productions if you i didn't do know, know that. that wow the outline pretty legit will that hurt you think uh, i don't have one on my legs so i don't know if it's like by your knee Thanks, probably Kim. appreciate it do you have one where do you actually yeah. me too yeah. <laughs> what is it that's the most irish shit i've ever heard I in my don't. life what do you have uh the i love amps the old radio station i used to work at <laughs> Told you I'm dedicated. And it wasn't even, I didn't even did you get listen. that in Hampton Beach? No, where did I get it? I got it out here. Really? Yeah, but it was like, while well, I was still working at the station. You got it. Do you have a fangirl fantasy tattoo yet? No. Got to get on that. Do I? Do you like need to have the company that you run? All right, sorry. You're an independent young lady. You do whatever you like. <laughs> um, all right, this is how we start and end the episodes. One, thank you. I hope you had fun. Thank you for having me on. Yes. Did you have, did you have fun? Oh, yes, I did. Okay. Nice. Um, you, you have to say your name and this is my golden hour. So hi. Okay. And this, wait, wait, oh. hi, I'm Julie Russell. And this is my golden hour directly after no break. Hi, I'm Julie Russell. And that was my golden hour. Okay. Ready? Whenever you're ready. Slide towards the camera. Hi, I'm Julie Russell. And this is my golden hour. Hi, I'm Julie Russell. And that was my golden hour. Well executed. Boom. Done. Yes. Awesome. <laughs>